Downtown K for another segment of Downtown Podcast. We have a very a crowd favorite visiting us again. Who are you, crowd favorite? I'm Mr. Me Ford. <laughs> See what I did there? I'm done with you. Okay, so it was an important weekend. We're still in Black History Month, February. So it was very important to see Black Panther that just came out. Definitely. Very, very big film. Very huge. The culture needed it. I needed it. Okay, so this is a... What do you call it when you're about to talk about everything? Like a spoiler alert? Like um, if you... You should there. have watched... Well, you should have watched Black Panther by now. It's Monday of the first opening weekend. But if you have not, we are about to talk about everything happening in the movie our thoughts and reactions so if you have not watched the movie yet pause this podcast until you have watched the movie please go see the movie we don't want to break any hearts here but this is definitely an analysis of the movie for those who have seen it by the time of this release you definitely should have seen the movie okay so before we get into the movie movie How's all? How's it been with you? Busy, busy. There's been a lot going on. For those who know me, they know that I am the baby Sean Carter, Jay-Z of Toronto <laughs> on the quietest of scales. So I do have a small label that I try to turn classics out of. So we've had a lot going on. Uh, we've had a video release for uh, one of our who singles. Who is we? Uh, we meaning the label, more specifically, one of our artists, uh, the Young Saints. Uh, I did hear Toronto. that track. I did hear it was one of my favorites from the EP. Did a very great job on that. Good shout out to those guys. They were they work hard to, you know, bring some quality, quality music out. Uh, you know, their their musical content is something that has more of a moral base. So it's definitely music you can let your kids listen to. You can listen to it in front of your mom, your dad. And not catch a box. (laughs) And how was your Valentine's Day? Valentine's Day pass? Good. Very good. Very hardworking Valentine's Day. I'm the type of person... I rather kind of celebrate things and do things on my own time. Pretty much everything I do, so... (laughs) Um, I always, like, now that I've seen that meme with the Batman, and it's like, happy Valent, and the hand is up ready to, like, box the girl. (laughs) Definitely, I get that. No, you you cannot be boxing. No, no, but I understand. The, like, clarify yourself. It's 2018. The humor behind it, definitely. <laughs> okay, so also, um, we had a talk up Tuesdays, and given the spirit of Valentine's Day, um, the question for talk up Tuesdays this or last week was, what is your favorite hip hop love song? Favorite hip hop love song. So I'll give you time to think, but some people's answers. There were some great choices because, like, hip-hop, I find, does have... That was a niche for a while. They were, like, kicking into, yeah, you yeah, know? definitely. So, somebody said, Kodak Black, I Miss You. Oh, shout-outs to Stutterman. It was Stutterman. Shout-outs, the sixth rapper up and coming. Um oh, no. NLS commented, LL Cool J, I Need Love. I Need Love is a very big track. Huge, huge. Um downtown kb (laughs) that's me okay anyways 
Erica Badu Lifetime. Yeah. I couldn't really choose one because I have so many. But then again, but would the Erica Badu Lifetime qualify as a hip hop love song? Drake, lots of Drake songs qualify as exactly. as hip hop. So. But Drake's a rapper. But is he? But is he, he sings as well? Okay. What do you call those people? Triple threat? Talented. <laughs> Talented. Talented. <laughs> yes. Um, oh, the poet Monday, he commented, You Got Me by The Roots and Erica Badu. Very big song. <coughs> big track. Very big song. Black Thought went in, like, on those verses. Yeah, Black Thought is probably one of the top ten lyricists. And AJ Top, und- unsigned said All My Love by LL Cool J and Jennifer Lopez. Okay, okay. Adrian Sign knows knows the things. That's a very big track. <laughs> so that was that for this week. Okay, so let's start off from the top pretty much. Black Panther. Do you feel now that you've watched the film, was that a title suitable to the movie or what other names would you have given it if needed? Other names I would have considered is The Greatest. Um, Wakanda Forever. I would have called it Wakanda Forever. Yep, yep. film ever. Uh, That's a two-part thing. So The Greatest Film Ever, definitely. Um, I don't know. It was was probably... I'm I'm a pretty self-proclaimed serious movie buff. And I would say this is definitely, if not my most favorite movie, but, it's in the but top wait, five. We're not going that far yet. But yeah, it was amazing. But yeah. in terms of the title. But that's why I'm saying the title would have to be the most amazing <laughs> movie ever. True, true, true. Okay, so apparently um, the budget for this movie, which was fabulously directed by Ryan Coogler... And you all might know Ryan Coogler from Fruitvale Station and um, Creed. Okay. And he's young and black, so that's always an awesome thing. The budget he had for this movie was $200 million U.S. Now, for my Canadian friends, that's about $251,230,000 Canadian. A, that's a quarter of a billion dollars for my money bag talk. But for a movie talk, a movie like... That's not really that much. It, it's it's a lot of money. For to do a movie, two hundred yeah, mil. Definitely. To that degree, with the those, he, for he, a Marvel he film, he definitely stretched 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 that budget and made it work. Even you know, I couldn't believe it, but two hundred million is a very decent budget. Granted, what he was able to do with some of the amounts they gave him before for his other movies. Very true. But, um, yeah, I felt like, because I'm not going to lie, when I was watching Black Panther, I was looking for a little, you know, one and two things. You know, like when you'd watch um, Asian films or, like, you book the mouths moving before, like, the, the actual oh, why, words. Why or, would you expect this from this guy? I'm not expecting <laughs> that, but I'm just saying I was I was keeping my eyes open for okay. what was happening. You're going to do wanna some quality. I want to make sure we were on point. Some quality control. Yes. Okay, I got yes. you. Yes. <laughs> okay. And it was amazing. Not a glitch. Not a glitch. Um, so, in terms of, on a whole, Black Panther, how did you enjoy the film? Oh, like I said already, my like my bias is is so real that it's unbiased. Like it's literally the greatest film I've seen to date. Like action wise, script wise, acting wise, actor selection, 
Like, it's, I don't know. It's just one of the greatest things I've seen in a long time. I was very, very happy with it. I was so amazed just, like, even being at the age that I am now, it was still just so amazing to see all those black people on screen. And it felt weird. It felt weird, too, but that... But that's messed up at the fact that I felt weird for seeing my own people throughout a whole... I agree. You take, know what I taking mean? Taking dominant roles and, and, and things like this that. this was one of the first... I know there's probably other movies, but that I can remember now at the top of my mind. This is where I felt a black person died by choice and by, like, great reason. Yeah, so there was a lot of honor. It was so poetic. Without, without, get, without giving too much away for the movie. Um, that's fine. But he, he did, like... I would say just the character selection allowed for things like that. Um, the, the the characters they had were very great actors playing them. So for so someone to down. kind of do have a big scene like that where you kind of felt like, wow, I haven't seen this before and it's that powerful, definitely. Well, more specifically, it was also the line. Well, th- more than one killing got to me, which I was like amazing. Well, not amazing that they got killed, but it just... I was like, wow. But I understood, you know? One was the... the um, the Okay, so the guy that played Black Panther, which was... um, <clears throat> Sorry. Chadwick, Chadwick Boseman. His, I guess, overseer or his counselor person, which was played by Forrest Whitaker, which is Zuri. He, when he admitted to Michael B. Jordan, which played... um. Killmonger, when he admitted to him that he was the reason why his dad got killed and Michael B. Jordan decided to stab him in the middle of the challenge, which I got confused for a second because I was like, are you allowed? Isn't it only two people in the challenge allowed to like fight? And he was, you know, going through that, that killing stuck with me because I was like, wow, just when they went to the scene of the people like on the mountains and even though they were completely like heartbroken by witnessing him getting stabbed and died like they had to all stand there and respect it because it was a part of their cultural upbringing right then obviously you had the michael b jordan killing which he in turn killed himself would you say he committed suicide or he got killed it was an honor killing okay that's up to me because the man offered don't forget the man offered to save his life yeah, but he chose an honorable death in his mind. So when samurais fall on their own swords, that's a thing too. When they believe the best way to die is, you know, for them, if they, you know, failed at a mission or whatever the case is, is to die on their own sword. Okay. So, so when that moment and he said the line about being in bondage and his people in the ship, I was like, okay. That stuck out with me. Um, what about yourself? How did you feel about the killings? Like, because you know, some people die in movies, and you're like, okay, it's just bodies flying everywhere. But every death that happened, it had like great meaning. It was like the order. To I me. agree. I agree. And and that's something. Just in terms of you know movies in general, I usually like to pay close attention to just the significance of moments, especially in transition where it's something big or where this person's death means you know this important thing in the movie or this person giving up this space through some sort of conflict is is a a huge turning point so to have kind of 
each death be significant in some way. Which is uh, how it's supposed movie. to be. Yeah, it's a part of the structure. But people, especially nowadays in their filmmaking, they suck at it, in my opinion. Like, it's meaningless. Like, yeah. So, I look at Chadwick Boseman as, like, a child now growing up in a third world country that is pretty much educated about the real wealth and his history as to where he lives. And Michael B. Jordan, which is Killmonger, represents us and everyone that lives in these first world countries, but their ancestry comes from third world countries. That was something like poetic in a sense. I feel it was a message that's also sticking out. And it's something that so many people would relate to. Like as myself. Yeah, the diaspora, especially in today's world, with children that have even either been born somewhere else and, you know, have come to another country at a young age or are just simply born in another country as a first generation from a set of parents that have come from somewhere else. Like that's that's an actual voice of a people that yeah. You know, yeah. resonates, that has something to say, that has feelings, that deals with, you know, society on on a scale together. Yeah. That may not always be portrayed in, in mainstream media. So to no, see it isn't. to see a, a, a movie kind of just hold that essence and, and kind of keep it as a base for And then they know, tied it in definitely. they tied it in again at the end when they decided to like Basically, Black Panther bought those buildings where his cousin, where his uncle, I guess you could say, got murdered. And he bought those buildings as like an educational place for them to learn about Wakanda. And I felt that was kind of similar to maybe centers and other places you can go around the city. Definitely. Wherever you live. And you can learn about these third world countries since you're not there. Like in Toronto, you have Little Italy. You have little india you have little jamaica etc you know different spots you go in the city where if you really want a culture shock of like how the food is especially you could go to those different places and educate yourself and i felt like that was big because where they were placed i believe it was in la was it at the end of the movie i could be wrong yeah i believe so but like seeing that spaceship type thing come in and they're like oh what is this the kids are asking and they're like oh from Wakanda like you know definitely that was dope like that was really really dope that's if that's if you're lucky to have places like that because there are some areas that you know there may not be these opportunities to kind of get these groups together but the internet is undefeated once again you have the ability to go online and and learn and, and kind of just get into some of these things you may not run into on a daily basis legit Lupita Nyong'o <coughs> I totally probably didn't see Lupita she played Nakia um I'm assuming she was like the love interest for Black Panther as well as just an amazing spy so her effort that she showed her commitment like you know it reminds me like for me it reminded me of certain people like that I just know in the actual world today like Facts. Whether it's on TV or in person. That does know how to the importance of playing their role. Yeah. To the utmost. Yeah. You know. Yeah, no matter what, like 
those are some of the famous people we talk about yeah. today, like Mark, Martin Luther King and Malcolm yeah. X and Nelson Mandela. They store, stuck true to like what they felt their role was, and that's what made them great. Like she was amazing. Like she kicked ass. She like ultimately saved. She played. That was a major turning point in the film too. She ultimately saved Black Panther because if she didn't steal that flower. Then even if they found him when they went to the other guy's tribe, they wouldn't be able to yeah. get him back to life because they needed that flower. That was that was dope. That was big. But that's what a spy is supposed to do. A spy is supposed to get in there, get it done, no noise, no fuss. <laughs> yeah, but a lot of people in this world have jobs and they're not doing them. That's true. But that's why they'll never like that's why the world is how it is. Not everyone's meant to understand that they're great. You think so? Yeah. That's deep. If everyone was a star player, like, who would pass the ball? Who who gets the ball to the star player? True. That's very true. Alright. You have um Danya Guerrera and she played um sorry who played Oki or OK and that was the ultimate um warrior. Remember the lady and that the rhinoceros yep, yep, just yep. halted at her presence? The straight warrior. She was um like even in the fighting scenes. Yeah, yeah, that's one thing one thing I was very like happy. I, I would say personally I was a little bit worried about what the fighting sequences would have been like, just me being a big like fan of just how it works and yeah 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 so i was wondering like okay like you know i understand it's this you know the black movie like what is the black fighting style like is it like you know it's true you didn't want it to be like a stereotype of stuff people yeah. probably think like oh that's something you know yeah i get what you're seeing i get what you're, no it was it felt like i was watching a scene in like something with Jason Statham or something like, yeah definitely. it was it was like, so okay so then I can ask this question do you feel like Black Panther was a black movie definitely or was it just a wicked movie do you feel if like I, it was a black people here, movie here's the question or a wicked movie in general to everyone that poses questions of this nature why what is a black movie to be even asked a question of I feel like, like a black movie has a lot of like things in there that relate to like something that black people know about like I'm not gonna watch Bridesmaids and see them complaining about edge control but, but here's the thing <laughs> well, hold on here's the same thing like, <coughs> so if there was a movie on let's say something called like Coco <coughs> I would say that's a black people movie okay <coughs> white people don't have a lotion so if they do they use Nivea so if there's a black movie <laughs> on Kung Fu would that be a black movie I think I think it would because like for me it would make sense because okay. I know there's a lot of black people that are actually into like martial arts and but but martial arts would have been like that's another culture so would it would it, would it make it a black movie or if it was a martial arts movie, martial arts movie on black like culture a, would it be a black have... movie like hip hop and martial arts would that be a black movie that's Kung Fu Kenny enough said let's keep rolling <laughs> Um, Soundtrack was dope, by the way. Yeah, that was another point, too. Um, 
I could be wrong once again, but that was the first soundtrack I've listened to in full yep. since Love and Basketball. Yep. And it was like the best yep. soundtrack. Definitely <coughs> one of the best. One <coughs> of the best soundtracks I've ever like listened to. Since Space Jam. And then listening. Space Jam was the Yeah, best Space one. Jam was dope too. But then listening, watching the movie, because I listened to the soundtrack first, then watched the movie. Even though they weren't playing like the full songs, when I heard the beats, especially for the "Are you on ten yet? Are you on ten? I was yeah. like, "Okay, lit, definitely lit." Like it was. But dope. hold on, that that brings up another question. We were talking about black movies. Is Space Jam a black movie? Yes, in a sense, in the sense that um, they were basically tapping into the market of sneakerwear, which is hip hop culture. Which at that time, especially when the movie came out, that was something very popular. With that's an interesting take, you know, because they yes, were using was, yeah. one of the most famous black kid rappers at that time, which was Lil Bow Wow. No, no, no. This is Space. Jam. Oh, Space Jam. I'm not, sorry, I'm thinking like Mike. My, my Definitely. Bad. But either way, it had the cartoons. Yeah. In but there, what, but what is that a black movie? Yeah. It's cartoons. Michael Jordan. Basketball. And, and basketball. Basketball. Wow. Which is crazy that in is a sense because I don't think a lot of people remember that a Canadian invented the sport of basketball. Definitely. James Naismith is his name. That like certain yeah. things I tuned in to history yeah. class. What we did what? Yeah. What's his name? James yeah. Naismith. Never forgot about it. I hope like that's we, actually his name. If I did, I think it's Mr. Brugerman would be very upset at me. Yeah. But um shoot, was that your history teacher? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, he's a real dude. I don't know. That could be another segment in itself. What are black movies? What are white movies? Yeah. Let us know. Um, <coughs> Angela Bassett played the mother of the king. Um, Roman, Roman, Ramonda, Ramonda. Um, I thought she did amazing. She did good. She was every. She was everyone's mom. That was my mom there. She had the dreads, all that. But most, well, not most importantly, but one of the low-key, like, best roles. Um, I don't know if you'll agree. I have two that I'm stuck in between, besides the obvious. Um, one is Letitia Wright, where she plays Shuri, which was um, the, the the innovator for Wakanda, for Wakanda. Here's my thing. That was my favorite character. Really? was really because here was this girl just visually she couldn't be, back doesn't crack so she could have honestly been 107 but to me in my mind and shout outs to her single braids i hate seeing black people in movies the micro and they're here micro braids okay I, you know, okay I'm okay out i'm out here i'm out here i'm out here all year i'm out here you know what i mean very fresh the hairstyles were very on point and yep. black and even if they were a weave they were the proper like I know my stuff. Shout out to Downtown Beauty. If you need any virgin here, any style, <laughs> email, hit us up. But yes, very on point. I'm with it. Very on point. The styles, ugh, amazing. But yes, the technology yeah. and the role she played, and even being the youngest in the village. Yeah, to just be coming set it up, up with all that. It was to me that was the most like impactful part of the movie. The fact that I was seeing black faces behind technology 
on that skill to have impact. You know what I mean? On even something yeah. like that. Like it is. It, it was. It was really refreshing visually, personally. Yeah, it was, and I also loved the fact that when it was time for her to get into battle. She was she, ready. She suited up. She was ready. It wasn't she, no hesit. It wasn't. She put the laptop down from the time from the first part in the movie when he had to do the driving scene, and she's the one that actually pushed her brother. And she was like, "Yo, what are you doing? I'm gonna hop in this. Hop in." <laughs> you know what I mean? I was like, yep. "Okay, okay, yep. I see you. Yep. I see strong, young grasshopper." Yeah, strong rules. Strong rules. <laughs> I liked it. Yeah. Oh, the white. Okay, let's not forget the white people in the movie because they they did their thing too. So one of the. Well, there was two that stuck out to me, but one was the the gentleman that played Claw, which had the device attached to his arm. I read him. His real name is Andy Circus. Yo, his he was. I believed it. Yeah, he's a real person. Yeah, and that yeah. hand is real too. It was. Yeah. It was. It was. It was very dope. It was, it was very serious. And on top of that, um, I loved his. What do you call them again? Grills. Yeah. The grill game was sick. Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. And him had some sick grills. The grill game is very serious. I think downtown may possibly be looking into, like, some grill stuff later. But, like, the grill game is something that has impacted culture that deep. Like, are you serious? There's gold on this this villain's teeth. And And it's not a ghetto person. Mm. It's someone, like, you know what I mean? I even like that scene. Let's break down the, the museum thief scene. That was very serious. That was even I forgot for a moment. I was like actually believing what was happening till I yeah. realized he was a part of it, and yeah. I was like sick. And you know what? I like that it made you go to the museum because I don't think people yeah, do those people anymore. don't go to the museum. The museum and black is, art. That's yeah. where a lot of our history is. Because no offense, but <laughs> people came to our land and they stole stole their things, bro. <laughs> they took it. And they came and they put it in a building and they said, "Here, come look at this from this country. We didn't yeah. give it to you, bro." We didn't give it to you. Facts, but yeah, go to the museum. Yeah. Do something different. Yeah, that was amazing. I loved that scene. Um, I loved as well is how um, we were talking about the body, the body art. Not only on Michael B. Jordan, where for each kill they had yeah that yeah. tattoo. Yeah. But as well, if you looked at some of the women's heads, they had like certain line paintings, like the yeah. fight, the fighters. Um, or certain markings on their skin, which I felt very powerful. And that was interesting as well because I know that, like, other actors that have done actual interviews, they've spoke about going to South Africa and actually studying all of these real things yep. and incorporating it within the film. Do you have any... Oh, sorry. So, the white people. So, Claw was one. The other white guy, he played Everett, which was Martin Freeman in real life. He was the... CS, was it CSI or FBI? Yep, yep. Yo, when it was time to hop into that thing... He was ready. At he first... No, he wasn't fully, fully ready. But then when he's like... He was really getting into it now. And you can see, like, the motions are coming back to him. He's like, how many seconds do I have? 50? Okay, enough time. It's just... <laughs> but the thing is, going like, in. he was a fighter pilot, and she she kind of laid that up for him. She's like, yeah, I made it even American style. Yeah, American style. That was sick. I feel like they really do have those cars already, though. Yeah, man. Bring them out. I feel like I played that at Palladium. Yeah. Facts. <laughs> Facts. And if Palladium got it right, you know it's out you there. You know. Somewhere. You know. Shout you out know. to Palladium. 
Yeah. Send some send some tickets downtown. Legit. Are they still open? Yeah. It better yeah, be. Yeah, the yeah, world yeah. needs stuff like that. That was a staple in a sense. Um <clears throat> sorry. Another amazing scene to me was the scene. I don't know if it was a lot of people's favorite scene, but I'm gonna tell you why it was kinda stuck out to me. The scene where they would give them that flower where they would go to meet with their ancestors, Very they would big. drink it and then they would wake up in I guess the what their plane. Yeah. yeah. And um I don't know how much Mulan meant to you, but I remember watching Mulan and even the scene where she goes into it wasn't a temple but a space like on their property where all of her um ancestors like tombstones were and they kind of were all speaking to her and that would also help guide True. her yeah, that was kind of like that stuck out to me even in Mulan so now seeing it with actual black people and how they were reincarnated as the panther and came as human yeah. and they spoke and it was just amazing yeah definitely it shows you you need to be connected with your roots so. and then it's like you woke no up what your culture and is. you're like okay this is what's happening you know that was really really dope um another seed that i kind of found jiggy was the whole how the market was inside the club was inside the market yeah it was like the random asian lady yep yep that was dope <clears throat> okay, another amazing breakout scene and low key but high key. Black Panther would have died if it wasn't for that man that led the tribe, like his people that found him in the snow. Oh yeah, his the, his ops, the guy yeah. took the L and, and yeah, then still like you know. But I remember when they were fighting in the challenge, and he's like, "I'm not gonna kill you." Yeah, live for your people. Live for your people. Definitely. And he took that and he came back. And, it was you know, an honor ting, though. It and was. it's a real ting. Like, even though not all black people follow it or black people follow it every day, I realize there's certain codes, like, among us. Yeah. Definitely. That we know, like, we don't do. I guess that's why we're always like, oh, that's some other type people stuff. Yeah. But there's certain codes that, like, yeah. us as a people, like, we're like, okay, you don't do that. Like, he'll never go to a black person's house and just walk up to their room and True. bust open the door. True. Much That's... matter of fact, you're not even going up the stairs. True. Like, I can't. There might be other examples, but that's one. <laughs> um, what were other scenes that possibly stuck out to you? Um, there was a big scene with the rhino. Yes. Yeah, the rhino. But why does that stick out? To, I loved it personally. I know why. Well, why do you think that scene is sticking out? Because it's not the first... Like, there's a lot of people that have been saying that scene. And I've never seen a rhino. I don't know if that was some sort of symbolism as well, but I've never seen a rhino portrayed in that light. It's always a lion or something else they Very take to true. play those things. Very true. And then this... It was a rhino. And it was clothed in armor and regal and... Yeah. Yeah, it was portrayed. For, you're absolutely right. I've never. But seen... But I've heard something that there's something majestic as well, like yeah, how they say rhinos. about the elephant. Yeah. About rhinos as well. So I was like, is this a thing too? And the fact that it knew, it knew the woman as soon as she stood there, it knew itself. Like. Yep. Relax. Like. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> very true. That was a dope scene. It was very. I was so upset at that guy. I forgot his name. But he also played a very good role. He was in Get Out. Then yeah. I remember I, I kept saying stuff like, yo, 
why is every movie I'm seeing you in, you're just being a traitor, bro? <laughs> <laughs> I was getting cheated. You're a real shaky warrior. A shaky warrior for real. Like, first of all, you bring back the cousin. Okay, fine. I understand that in a yeah, sense that yeah. things have to come full circle. But then you're now trying to kill me. Because you want the next man to be king when... Yo, because his his revenge wasn't coming quick enough. The man wasn't moving on his But, bro, in in real life, when I watched the movie, he had nothing to be angry about. He did, because... What? You were always on the sideline. Nah, legit, he was. You You didn't even challenge me... No, like you were, you were on my team. You were my ace. Legit, but Then all of a sudden, you're just with our cousin. Yeah, bro. Like, and you're moving like I knew about our cousin when I didn't even know... That happens to people every day, being like, holy, like, people need to understand the issues of black men. I was like, yo. But I think that's the thing, though. Like, that's why it's it's such a great movie, though. Yo. And that's a black people family problems. Yep. What do you mean my cousin's coming back to do what? To who? Yeah, like, come on. It was ridiculous. I was getting so bad. I was getting so bad. I love the scenery as well, like the imagery of um, <clears throat> the clothing and also of the actual city of Wakanda. Yeah. It was very... Definitely. Like, I like the technology that what they put the bodies in to heal it. Yeah. That was really dope in itself as well. <clears throat> so, if you could say what Wakanda... Sorry, what Black Panther meant to you? For me, it's... I don't even want to put too much weight on it, but, like, it's, re- it's literally... I'll simply say it was me. literally revolutionary. It was me. Like, I felt like... It was... Like, you know, people watch 300... In a sense, they can relate to that because their family, they know they were Vikings or yeah. whatever the case True. was. Like, Black Panther, that was me. You know? So. It was the first time I saw And it saw wasn't a in a cartoon. Yeah. I saw a reflection and I was like, okay, this is this this could be a thing. It's been a thing. Yeah. Okay. Do you wish that Wakanda was a real place? It is a real place. It's a real place. Okay. It's it's a real place, not physically, but like it's a real place as in. Kind of like Drake you, said, government you, tier. If you feel it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cover my ears. <laughs> my security, government tier. Wow. Thank you, Drake. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. Um, for real, it could like it's it's definitely a thing. Like, I feel like even though people okay, one of my favorite movies, I don't even care. It's Save the Last Dance, but they talk about when her and the sister get in that fight, and they talk about being in our world and being in their world. It's a real thing. Like there really is like a like I'm living in Toronto, but I'm also living in Black Toronto. Yeah, like. It- not that it can it has to be anything negative or positive. Yeah. It's just a reality. You see the world and yeah. experience it so differently. Yeah, definitely. 
But you know what? That's one thing I loved about Black Panther too. It was not necessarily a black movie. It wasn't. It was a great movie. It was. Like, you know what I mean? If you're just someone that was like, okay, well, I like Marvel. This is another. If you don't have a black friend in the world, you can still see the movie and feel like you're learning something or you're, you're getting exposed to something you normally wouldn't have exposure to. Yeah. I feel like Black Panther, the feeling it should give people is to want to be more brotherly and sisterly. Yep. And also to be inspired and to do something about, like, whatever they're trying to do. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. What do you feel Black Panther should lead people or encourage people? What do you feel what kind of message it brought? Personally, <clears throat> learn. Learn something. Legit. It was it learned and connect. Like when you connect to what you're learning, whether it be about your ancestry, your past, your people, another group of people, like just learn and connect. Everything is going to have some similarity. So if you're able to kind of build on the similarities and understand, you know, a little bit about yourself or a little bit about someone else based on those similarities, you'll be all right. You'll be good good yes so it is still February you need to watch Black Panther minimum two times is it two times for minimum? the month definitely because it is February yes and um, hold on quick question am I the only one that feels like this has been a pretty like long February I feel like this February it's amazing is a little I've bit longer than all the day. all the yeah. other ones yeah, it hasn't been rushing, rushing or whisking by like it usually is. And I do pre the media. Like they try to cover it up with a whole bunch of other things. Like February, everything else is just lit in our month, but all the other months it's dry. Like yeah, no, I'm, you know? like I just feel like this February's been a good February. But it's been good. It's been a, it's been a really good month. Um, if you haven't listened to the other podcasts remember you can follow the soundcloud channel at bit.ly forward slash downtown soundcloud and that's our black panther wrap up yeah wakanda forever wakanda forever downtown